Welcome everybody to the Pitch Night Chronicles podcast. I am Chats. I'm you and Donald and Rob. And Manfred gave one of his, you know, very popular public speeches and interviews yesterday. And the one thing that, you know, the easy one to get out of the way of his talking points is the universal DH. We all knew that was it was coming. We all wanted it to have come. And then there are people that are like, you know, there are still people that are shocked that we have a universal DH and that the pitchers will no longer be hitting. And I think this is only that can't hurt the game is as teams are starting to get younger, as he was starting to emphasize, as teams try to get younger, you leave out room and jobs for the veteran players that still have something to offer, just might not have the agility on the field. And that's going to keep careers going while still making room on the field for younger talent. So it really is a win-win for the clubs, the, the veteran players, and the young players starting to come up. you think that's a fair statement? Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, look, the only team that should want a pitcher hitting right now is the Angels. You know, like, <laughs> there's no other team in baseball that should want their pitchers going up to hit. I mean, maybe Arizona in a pinch if they need Bumgarner, but like, yeah. that's it. You know, no one needs to see. I'll use the Yankees as an example. No one wants to watch Garrett Cole up to bat, like no. in an interleague game. Who wants to see that? You know, you'd rather see the full lineup. People want offense. You know, they don't want to see a, a, what is always considered to be an easy out. Because when a pitcher gets a hit, you're like, how did you give up a hit to the pitcher? You know, and it's funny for a couple of minutes, and then you're like, aha, and then you go on with the game. No one cares about it, really. So the people that are, like, mad about it are the baseball purists or whatever, the, yeah. the old school, we got to keep the integrity. But in actuality, it was always stupid to have each league with that being the different rules. Like, only in the National League and with their ballparks will the pitchers hit. It never made sense to begin with, so – I mean, I know it was like that for a while, and then they had the DH come in, but it was only for one league. It was just a weird rule from the get-go, and it's about damn time that we get it because it's been overdue. Yeah, it's about time. I'm just just stay back to when Chinming Wong got hurt and ruined his career um, running the base paths. You know, pitchers aren't meant to be doing that. Um, they need to be focused on their expertise, which is pitching and, and putting them in harm's way, whether it's running the bases or, or facing up to a hundred mile an hour fastball going straight at them. You, know, you don't really want to put them in harm's way. Your, your arms are precious. So um, like it's devastating what happened to Chen Ming Wong, not just as a Yankee fan, obviously, because he was our ace at the time, but himself, his career, um, was never the same again after he after he hurt his hamstring running the bases. So um, it's only good for a player's health and b the game. I mean, as you say, Rob, no one wants to see pitchers go up in the back unless it's Otani. But Otani's an outlier. That just doesn't happen. Um, yeah, he's the exception to the rule. Exactly. So he's yeah. going to be the DH and stuff. I'm still not quite sure how they're going to work around that because. Remember when the Yankees uh, faced him, and the Yankees actually hit him pretty hard. What what happens when you when you need to take him out of the game? You know what I mean. The uh, it kind of the that is a question that I'm not quite sure how it's going to how sustainable that is. But um, back to the original point, you want 
you want great hitters. And also, it helps us because we've got a whole team of DHs. So if we can start shedding them to the National League, then that's awesome. So Luke Voigt now, um, I think that's the next question I want to ask you guys is, what happens with Luke Voigt? Because that means that there's now another like half of baseball now, which would potentially need a Luke Voigt. That actually Luke Voigt was, you know, one of those that we had talked about is going to benefit from a universal DH. And, you know, because it's going to give more opportunity for him to find a place to go where he could even, you know, um, where he could still contribute and could be, you know, that bench player first baseman, you know, at some point. So I re- I think that having the universal DH is going to be, you know, th- th- that's music to Cashman's ears because it just gives him, you know, more leverage and more, leverage, more yeah. opportunity to uh, get things moving. Because if you're only trying to, you know, if you're limiting yourself to half the league with the, with the trade, you really, you know, you're, you're not helping yourself. Now you got 15 new teams that are looking for that that pop in the lineup that they could just rely on just for that pop in the lineup. And that's where Luke Voigt comes in. Yeah. I mean, he was always probably a trade candidate this offseason anyway, since they mentioned first base as a, position of need mm-hmm. so and considering they don't want to use Stanton as an outfielder every day that pretty much takes Voight out of the equation um so whether they bring in Rizzo or Freeman or whoever at first base Voight's always kind of been on the block and it's just now that there are teams 15 other teams that could use first baseman slash DH it opens up a ton of opportunities maybe Milwaukee maybe even a team like Chicago because they're not necessarily rebuilding because they've kind of they made some interesting moves this offseason so there are there are teams that can use that bat he still has a great bat when healthy that's the biggest question he just needs to stay on the field so that's where the dh comes into play you can play also hey what about gary sanchez he could be now be a trade candidate because now teams who are uh, scared of his defense that maybe wouldn't want to trade to him before now have the DH option because I think he'd be a, a very suitable DH and there's not really any room for him to be a DH for the Yankees because uh, that's pretty much um, blocked up with uh, Stanton. Um, so uh, do you think that's a possibility? Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't think anybody's off the table at this point if they have, you know, a solid bat. It's, it, the only question, you know, as much as we, we love Gary behind the plate, Giving up a catch, catcher is a hard position to, to fill. So it's like, who's coming to take that place? You're going to have Higashioka as your everyday catcher. You know, we, we've seen that that's not always, that, that's not the best way to go. So you kind of, with, the, with, with Gary, I think that that one's going to be a harder move. Yeah, I mean, catcher is interesting because you, you don't have a, a plan C, I guess, for him, you know, because your plan B is okay. Well, you start Higashioka, but we know he's kind of. I I think he's a little overrated defensively because Sanchez has been so bad. Higashioka just makes him look so, you know, Higashioka looks so good compared to Sanchez. I don't think he's as good as people think he's good, but not like amazing. Um, you don't really have another catcher though. 
You know, yeah. you don't have another catcher, so you kind of have to keep Sanchez. And, oh. and just in case <clears throat> there's a veteran on the market that they go after, um, is Maldonado still available? I'm not sure. You know, there, there's still some names once we do get business back rolling. So maybe, maybe. I, I don't know if they want to, though, at this point, because they probably would have never have tendered him a contract if they weren't planning exactly. on bringing him back. That's, that's, a, that's a decent amount of money team are going to have to eat for a one-year DH, you know? So I don't know if anyone's going to be rushing to get Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, no one's rushing to get Gary Sanchez. The only per- per person that would rush to get Gary Sanchez is, in fact, Brian Cashman. Uh, so um, <laughs> I think we're I think we've got him for another year. As you say, there's not a whole um, bunch of options for, for catcher. I would love to move on from him. Uh, I've, I will never forgive him for, for that play against the Mets. Was, uh, he should have been fired just for that. Should have got rid of him right on the spot. Released him right then and there after that play. Yeah, no, that's I know. And uh, Chris Vitale, you know, cycled that that play for you know on Twitter, and I'm like, what did we do wrong that you have to put that out there? <laughs> yeah, just let, I don't want to see that ever again. That was just terrible. And but we were talking also about making room for the younger players, and the other thing that Manfred did that he announced is that is going to be now a a better pool of money for the younger players. Um, so it, it'll um, give them more money to, to, to shell out to the, to the players in arbitration and more of a, you know, the, the, the draft pool and things like that. Did any of that interest you guys to say, right, you know, this is something that is going to maybe help get the youth more, you know, folk, you know, make them want to stay in the game if there's more money to be had. They 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 don't pay the young guys enough, and they never did as it is. So I mean, it's another thing like the universal DH. It's a long time coming, you know. Like, why is it that NBA and NFL rookies they come in, they're immediately paid and paid, and baseball players have to wait ten yeah. years sometimes to get that good paycheck? You know, it's just not it's not fair to them. So. Rob, could you move Gary Sanchez from the screen? It looks like Chucky. He looks like Chucky with that thing. You know, get rid of him. I can't look at him. He's just staring at me. <laughs> He's bad. I have to put up with him for an entire year. In fact, I've well, been up with him every year. An old friend, Gary. I haven't brought the bobblehead out for a while, and um, you want uh, to make it lovely. Appear. It's nice <laughs> not having to see Gary Sanchez's face. Now I have to look at him staring at me. Don't listen yeah, to him. Gary. Back. He doesn't know what he's talking about, Gary. The meanness is back. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'll move him for his. Thank you. I, I think it's good. It's good for the younger players. There you go. <laughs> Donald, your point. Yeah. <laughs> well, because what, what, um, what Manfred said, we, uh, we've moved forward. We've moved toward the players on key areas in an effort to address their concerns. Under our proposal on the table, every single pre-arbitration player would be better off under the new previous agreement. Um, estimated an increase in minimum salaries and pre-arbitration bonus pool, players would see an increase in the hundreds of billions of dollars over the term of a new CBA under MLB's latest proposals. And we go there. All right, bro. <laughs> That's a lot of Manfred. 
<laughs> so, sum right. it up for me. It's, the younger part, there's, you know, the minimum wages, you know, the minimum salaries are going to go up in baseball. You know, um, the, there's going to be, you know, they're going to put more money into arbitration numbers. So you're not going to, you know, to, so players aren't going to wait, be waiting until their late 20s, early 30s till they get their first contract. So they can maybe make, you know, make some money for themselves. They're going to be earning that money a little bit more in their earlier years, which is what the play, which is what um, the Players Association was asking for. That was one of their primary goals in negotiations. So MLB's, you know, Manfred's like, okay, let's give them, let, let's increase the, the money that everybody's making. Because it's not like the owners are losing money. You know, they're making money hand over fist with owning these teams. It's about time that the young talent that people want to see is going to get a piece of it. Yeah, pay your pay your employees slash players, whatever you want to call them, and people will respect you a little bit more. Right now, there's no respect on the owner's side. Everyone's taking the player's side because they had that meeting where there was a ton of unity, as Garrett Cole put it, and they're ready to get a deal done. Well, prove it to me, please. Get it thing. I don't, I'm not actually convinced they're going to negotiate in good faith. I mean, I think the owners, I, have a, I, have a, I have a real feeling the owners are going to propose this to them and they're going to go, okay, well, this is movement on our side. Let's see if we can push this further. And then we'll go back to the stalemate because that's how they've negotiated for years. It's unbelievable that um, the A, the narrative is all that it's the owner's fault. It isn't. This is this is a 50-50 thing as far as I'm concerned. Maybe 60-40 in terms of the owners, but the the players union have to be just as culpable. Um, and I also believe that the media don't do nearly enough to pressure Manfred. Manfred is obviously being a disaster for, for the game. He's, he's the worst commissioner probably in the history of sports. And uh, for some reason, because of his power and his leverage um, and his ability to um, will fire really good journalists just uh, for being critical of them in the MLB network that you have a feeling that the the journalists are terrified to go after him. And so he's been, you know, he's been getting away with semi-murder for, for years now. And uh, so now he's coming out with this statement and it is, it's, just, it's movement in the right direction. No one's denying that. It's movement in the right direction. Um, it remains to be seen whether the players' union aren't going to just look at it and go, well, he's given us what we want. Let's see if we could push this further and further. To, and uh, and then we're and then the and then the owners will be annoyed, and here we go again. So it's intrinsic on how the players' uh, union respond to this. Uh, players' association respond to this. Let's see how they respond to this. If they respond to this in a positive way, going, okay, well, this is progress. Let's try and make a deal. Then. Um, then that would be great, but it'll also be the first time that's happened in years. So um, I'm sorry, whatever Manfred said is fine, uh, and whatever the, the Players Association say, uh, it's lip service as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think that a lot of this is actually just down to Manfred. They do not want to negotiate with him, so they want to make his his life as miserable as possible. And I think that's why they, they've basically been treating negotiations for years now. So let's see. 
The ball's in your court now, Players Association. Well, that's exactly it. And as much as we, we get on Manfred, right, you know, rightfully so, this is a fair deal. This is a good deal for the players. Because if Manfred's making this announcement, that means the owners that he works for are already behind it. So there's no reason why this, this should be getting kicked back. Saying, you know, we want, you know, it's still not enough. Well, what is enough? What is enough? Because the other, the other thing that was decided on, the third point that I wanted to, thing I wanted to bring up is with the draft lottery, the draft pool for the, for, the, uh, for the teams. Manfred noted that many of the league's proposals have been in direct response to the players' concerns, specifically alleged service time manipulation. Uh, the league has also proposed an NBA-style draft lottery to address concerns of alleged tanking. And I think that that right there says a lot that, you know, the owners, I think, are starting to hear all the, the you know, complaining about, you know, why are we, you know, why are teams, these owners making, you know, millions and billions of dollars and they're not putting the money into their team. So this now gives the, you know, the owners are saying, all right, if if you guys are gonna, you guys are working your asses off for us, you know, I, it's about time that I, that we give you your due and compensate you properly. You know, and teams that are purposely like, you know, when you get a team like the Pirates, that is pretty much a major league, you know, shopping center for other teams. This might give them a little incentive to, you know, maybe invest in their talent and. Give their, you know, give their fans something to hope for that they're going to remain competitive. Will it though? I mean, it just stops tanking. I don't think it, it's a. I don't think if that really necessarily pressures them to spend. Yeah, it's more of a. You can't. You're not guaranteed the top pick. You know. Yeah. You still have that in football where teams are clearly you know, losing for that first pick and then basketball it's, I think hockey has it as well, but they do it right. So you really, you can't guarantee yourself that top pick. How many times have we seen the team with the most losses, not get the top pick, you know? So that that's why. It's also like so pointless baseball. in baseball because it doesn't matter who you draft. You don't know what's going to happen in five to seven years. Time. Yeah. That's when you generally tend to see them come to the majors at all and you still do even if they are fantastic in the minors and they make it to the majors there's no guarantees are going to be fantastic in the majors that's yeah. why this this whole idea of tanking in baseball is so ridiculous i know there's there's instances where um the number one pick has been fantastic but a lot of the time you can find the incredible talent in the middle rounds uh that turn out to be hall of famer so uh, I, I'm, it's like 70 I, rounds anyway, so maybe they need to 700 rounds, exactly. What are we doing here? What are <laughs> we tanking for? Yeah. What are we tanking it's, for? It's hard to tank in baseball unless your team is just really, really – like the Pirates are really, really bad. And they – that one play last year against the Cubs where, like, they just didn't tag first base and they threw home and, like, two runs scored on the play. <laughs> it was. Yeah, so – it's hard. Baseball is so random. Like you can win a game that you're trying to lose because you're like, I don't know, someone dropped the ball or yeah, the Yankees whatever. won ninety of them last year. 
<laughs> it's, it's such a random sport. It's hard to tank in a 162-game season. Yeah. I, I don't think it's the best thing in the world. I mean, it's it's something, I guess. If the players wanted it, then fine, give it to them. Um, but going back to, like, the whole uh, negotiating a good faith thing, we'll see. Like, I think Donald's right. It's lip service. Everything Manfred said yesterday and what the players are saying, you know, Judge was like, saying yesterday, like, we're already – you know, it was a good meeting, but good, great, happy for you guys. Prove it, because yeah. if they have a meeting tomorrow and they say, ah, still not good enough, then and you're all just the villains, just like Manfred. <laughs> so prove it to me. Get it done tomorrow. No more waiting. Spring training, is sh- we should be talking about pitchers and catchers right now. Instead, we're still talking about a freaking lockout. It's absurd. It is absurd. Good word. Yeah, we, we should be doing preview shows of, you know, the, the AAA and AA pitchers that, you know, who's going to, you know, move up the ranks, who's going to fall under the ranks, you know. That, that's what we should that, that's what we should be talking about right now. The development of Austin Wells, you know, and what, what that means for Gary going at, you know, going into the next season, you know. And until that's until that starts, there's no point in you know, you know, worrying about what could be. Let's just worry. You know, we, we have to focus now on on the now, and that's let's just get this deal done, and let's get pitches and catches going, and let's let's actually get a sense that we're actually going to have baseball. Well, there was one thing yesterday. I think it was yesterday on um, Talking Yanks. They had Michael K on. And he made actually a really good point. He said, there's going to be this two-week period in baseball where they take over the headlines because of how many players that are still left that are going to be signing and who's getting traded and blah, blah, blah. So it's going to be good for the sport once they end this lockout because people are going to stop talking about the fact that there was a lockout and now Correa signed this with this team and stories going here and this player got traded. It's going to be – absolute chaos until spring training starts and it's just going to be baseball 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 everywhere because uh, football is going to be over basketball is heading towards its all-star break this is the perfect time if you're going to end the lockout and get the offseason back on right before spring training this would be the time like right right on monday just announce it monday right after the super bowl there you go Now, the other thing, uh, the last, the final point is the expanded playoffs. Um, is are, are we happy about the expanded playoffs? Is it is it something? Is it watering it down, or is it just giving more teams a chance to, you know, a a window to remain competitive? Because there 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 is that chance that you can get, you know, because it's one of those, you know, just get into the playoffs and then see what happens. What is the proposal? Like, is it just one more team, or is it like what it was in 2020? Because if it's that again, they didn't give the specifics, so I'm going to assume that they're looking to do it like they did in 2020. <sighs> yeah, that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> we had, terrible. We had like four or five teams that should not us Houston We're under five under five Houston teams under 500 teams picking the playoffs is ridiculous. It cannot happen. <laughs> That was, yeah, that was I mean, I, it depends on how they do it. What do they have now? Is it's I, I keep forgetting how many teams it is now. Is it six or is it seven? It's six. It's six. That's enough, right? Because you're almost at half. 
<laughs> you almost said half the yeah. freaking league. Yeah. That, if you add another team, that's basically half the league is making the playoffs. I think it would water it down significantly, man. And, and the thing is, like, there's a lot of bad baseball out there. So why would you want to watch the playoffs with, with teams that – with a couple of teams that are just not very good? No, so, it's five. It's five, right? Three I, I'd rather – I'd rather the playoffs be um, elite teams, teams that are very good. Yeah, there's a reason to watch. If you start adding all these extra teams that, that aren't very good, it just kind of waters down the. No, I the think I like the format they have now. It works. Yeah, it, uh, they don't need to expand it. The 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 the, the playoffs now. They had the wild card where the two teams they were playing a best of three, and then they made it the one game playoff to put a more emphasis on the regular season and winning your division. And it's been working for years. And it hasn't always benefited the Yankees, so it's not like it's a, it's a biased thing. No. Because no benefit of this at all. No. <laughs> it's just <clears throat> not. But it's still then, – then handle your business in the regular season and the playoffs will be a little easier for you. Yeah. You know? You won't have to worry about one game. You'll have the home field advantage. There are so many factors that go into that. Don't water it down anymore because the competition is already good. You don't need to listen. You don't need to lessen it. Yeah. I mean, right now you have five. Because, yeah, you have the three division winners and then you have the two wild Wild card teams. So if you add one more, I don't know how that works. Like, cause you, you know, you can't have three wild card teams unless you have like a one game playoff and then you have a three game series between the, it's, that, that's just too much. Adding that extra team, you're going to have to add like two more teams to make it work where everyone's in a series and then just have like a bracket style and it just comes watered down. Yeah. 2020 was awful. A 60 really game to an expanded playoff just didn't make sense. And I don't want I don't want to see it again during 162 games. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do it. I really don't. And I hope that I hope I, that's the only thing that I really didn't agree on is, is the playoffs. I think they'll find the way they are. We don't need to keep messing with that. You know, I think the the only way I can think of if they're gonna realign the playoffs is. When you have your final teams, then you match them up based on their record. You know, having, you know, a, you know, you saw it with the Dodgers. You know, when you win 101 games and you have to, you know, you still have to play a one-game play-in. And there's a team like the Braves who had 88 wins in a, in a crappy division. Have to, you know, they didn't have to worry about one game. And so you could have had, you know, a team with, you know, a team with, you know, the second best record in baseball eliminated on one game. Do you know who would love the expanded playoffs? Al Steinbrenner. He would love it because the mathematics always work in the Yankees' favor. He could just do the very, very bare minimum every single offseason. Probably wouldn't even need to spend it all. And you'll know that the Yankees will probably make the playoffs most, most years than not, you know, because of the competition around the American League, uh, uh, you know, isn't great. So the Yankees, by accident, can make the playoffs like last year. Like, there's there's times last year where they actively looked like they were trying not to make the playoffs, and uh, they still made it. Um, so 
there's <laughs> Hal Steinbrenner would love this. If he could add an extra one or two teams in the American League to guarantee that basically he doesn't need to spend anything and then they'll still have a product representative enough to win 85 games every year to, to guarantee you a, a wild card, then you'll probably sign up for it. I wouldn't be surprised if it was him that was in Manfred's ear going, oh, this is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be it interesting. It means I can keep Aaron good for another 15 years. Uh, he made the playoffs. That's all they care about, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, Vince made the playoffs for 15 years. <laughs> oh, God. If they go seeding, I guess that makes the most sense. If you're going to add another team, yeah. just go seeding. But then you can't really do bracket style because you have six teams. So how does that work? You, you, so you have to add, like, three more teams just to get it to work bracket style. Now the entire league's making the playoffs. So it doesn't. It doesn't work. But we Instead have now March madness. It will be October madness. Yeah, and no one wants to see the like the fourth best team in the central making the playoffs or something like that. Like, <laughs> wants to see that right now? Like, no, you're what, right. If, what if the twins? Like, you're right. And you know, like you want to see you want to see the elite teams play. You know, only in basketball is like the only time where the yeah. lower seed sometimes makes you know has the upset. I'm not going to speak for hockey because I don't you know know much of anything about it but in football how many times has a lower seed or a team like in the nfc east two years ago right washington they put up a fight but they didn't win so it's like you're not gonna get that feel-good story it's like oh look the losing teams in the playoffs let's see if they make a run they're probably not so just make it the the way we have now five best teams and you keep it moving it's already a long season anyway man like well that's water it down further you know, we were talking the other day about how they need to lessen the season. Now this guy wants, you know, now they're proposing to expand it. Yeah. It, it doesn't make, you know, it, it's one, it's because it's always, for them, it's just about the money. That's all of course. You know, how can we put more profit? But, you know, the, I know the, the playoff, the money that's collected in the playoffs gets distributed amongst everybody, I believe. So that's good, you know, um, just give the uh, you know more money in the pool for the players to for the teams to invest in their players. It, it can work. I just don't see it working. I, I can't picture it in my head that it would work having expanded playoffs. But, it won't happen. If anything, they'll have to like if it gets accepted, it'll be okay. starting next year. Yeah. yeah. There's too many won't. logistics to figure out this quick. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. You know, but hopefully that they, you know, the players' association agrees to this tomorrow, because that's when they're going to be officially, you know, handed the uh, the proposal. And hopefully the next time we come back, we're actually talking about this, you know, the free agent pool market opening up, pitches and catches, because this is what we, you know, we've been waiting since December first for this. We should talk about it anyway. Screw it. Let's let's just talk about it anyway. Monday. Amen. Let's talk about it. Um, hope you enjoy listening. If you agree with us, disagree, leave a comment, like, subscribe, listen to us on sportnam.com slash player. Check us out on New Northeast Streaming Sports on Roku. And just remember where you pinch out your pride and play on.